You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Today's episode, These Maniacs Talk About the 1985 Movie Reanimator, starring Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, and Barbara Crampton. And also, this movie is directed by Stuart Gordon. Now go listen to this podcast or else. Hello, everybody. We're back with more October horror movie fest. I don't know what we we make up like a new fucking title every year. I forgot. I think it was like trick or treat last time. Uh, I guess Halloween horror fest. Anyway, we're recording this in September 19th, 2023 at 10 06 p.m. I'm Joe Dubs, and this is Big Trouble Podcast. I'm Andy. Not everything has to be a fest. Chaz, why don't we call it boomies or boobies? Shit, I fucked that up. Uh, also, that word already for... means something else. Yeah, I realized that. I have, oh well. Uh, <laughs> Dubs, that was quite uh, the procedural intro, by the way. You give like the exact time. Like, that's what I do when I do circumcisions. So, yeah, I was trying to, you know, had the same vibe you just did with circumcision. Can't speak. Hey, but. I'm ready to cut the foreskin of, of the day. Let's go. And who's our fourth person? Uh, my, my name's Zach. I'm not a medical doctor, but I, I also do the same procedural thing uh, when I call the time of death. And then I do what I want with the body after it's over. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, I'm not either. They just I just go in. I've just been pretending to be a doctor for the last decade, and people just let me do it. It's, apparently, confidence is a big thing. I don't know if you guys knew that. I don't know, but we uh, I forgot in the beginning, but Zach brought up a good quote from the movie that we're doing Reanimator. If you listened last week's episode, this movie is what we're going to be talking about in 1985, right? 85? That's, that's correct. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I, let's get into the, the, the good and the bad of this movie. Uh, I guess, Zach... You picked this movie, so I'm going to let you quarterback it. So you go first. All right. So uh, I'd heard about this movie different points on the Internet, like, you know, over the years being on it. But I'd I'd never seen it before. And um, I think it was two years ago when I started, like, really watching a bunch of stuff on, like, streaming platforms and stuff. It was on Tubi for free. Go to Tubi. Don't sleep on Tubi. So much trash, but there's so much good stuff, too. You don't have to pay a dime for it. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was on there along with the sequels, uh, Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. I watched all three. I was wondering what order they're supposed to come in. Yep. Yeah, uh, Reanimator, Bride, Beyond. Okay. It tried to autoplay it and I almost watched it. And I was like, Bride sounds like it would be like the third or fourth movie. So I didn't. Nah. And then I never, I, I didn't go back and check it out. Yeah. Go back and watch Bride. I'm thinking about like <laughs> Bride of Chucky. It was like the fourth fucking movie or something. Yeah, uh, they're all good. Like they're all good. Beyond Reanimator is a little eh, because it was like made for TV and uh, it had a lower budget. 
Uh, but Jeffrey Combs is fucking Herbert West, and it's like, God damn it, he holds the movie together, basically. Yeah, as long as he's in it, he's fantastic. I think he's underrated as hell. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's also in uh, another Stuart Gordon film, From Beyond. I think it was, came out a couple of years after that. I've talked about it on here before. That's a pretty good one, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really intrigued by this movie, just at, like reading the plot. It's like, oh, it's based off H.P. Lovecraft story, uh, which is called Herbert West Reanimator. And I've not read the story in question yet myself. I think it's a short story anyway. Um, like something that's probably in compilations or whatever of his work. Uh, but it's as far as I'm aware, it's still basically the same premise as this movie is like a, a medical student does experiments to uh, bring people back from the dead and to horrific results. In <laughs> uh, this, the case of this movie, after I watched it, I was like, this movie basically ticked every single box I had for like, I, f- oh, I really like this horror movie. It's like bombastic. It's, crazy it's got a lot of gore there's some humor you know there's some weird fucking quirkiness to it uh and there's good acting like jeffrey Colbs is fucking awesome as herbert west he's got like this manic fucking genius focus fucked up like thing going with him is the other guy in the other movies or is it just about west uh his roommate dan yeah he's in the he's in the second movie too yeah, I would say he's for sure in the second one because of the cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, I was worried it was just about him, but now that you've revealed to me that West is in all of them, I was like, okay, well. Nah, it's always about West, and like even when like they make comics, there there were reanimator comics and stuff. Like he's basically always in it, as far as I'm aware. But uh, good. Oh yeah, his yeah. his character is fucking nuts, man. I love it. The, <laughs> it's like awesome. it, the guy is just like every time something extreme happens, the way he reacts is just so so tone deaf to what's going on. Like he is completely detached from reality in terms of how you should react as a human. Like he he is all it, about the science of what. Oh, happening. he didn't give a fuck what happened. <laughs> he, you're in shock. It's okay. We'll get through this. He's <laughs> like patting him gently. Yeah, we have to continue the experiments, though. Like, <laughs> I was, I was laughing so hard at this movie. Oh. <clears throat> oh man, it was, it was wonderful. I just couldn't get over how he constantly continued to react. Or like when he killed the one guy and like decapitated him with the fucking shovel, which is a was a cool uh, scene. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love. He put his head and he was like, "Hmm, I've never done whole parts." And then, you know, he gets attacked and all that. And then at the end, he's like, well, I had to kill him. Like, <laughs> he, he would have taken my, my work, you know? Yeah. I don't blame like, him. The head becomes reanimated and starts talking to him. And his first thought is, oh, I got to take notes. I got to start with this now. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's just like, you bastard. And he's like, bastard. Okay, I got Go on. <laughs> I love that. that. That's my favorite thing is when the, the movie was already like, again, it's got that schlock to it. it it's like you said, bombastic's a great word. It's so over the top. Don't overthink it. You know, it, it just, it's a horror movie. That's what it is. Uh, but then it just goes like in the ninth gear, whenever the head yeah. is like, you know what? I also have telekinesis. And by the way, that, that <laughs> yeah. one little tidbit where I created the laser lobotomy, that lets me control the dead. That's I'm going to awesome. go eat some muff now. Uh, Cause I've, I've been waiting for this all of my life. It's like his master plan was to do all of this. And it just so happened that Herbert West came and just, 
like you sped the process up. Andy, what was the zombie movie that had like comedy in it? And we covered it on the show. Return of the Living Dead. I got real Return of the Living Dead vibes from this. I wouldn't be surprised to find out the same special effects people did it because it reminded me a lot of the special effects in that movie. Yes. It, it reminds me of uh, that. It reminds me of Evil Dead. It has some Evil Dead vibes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like the beginning of the movie is kind of like a gorier, like the tone is almost like Ghostbusters esque. And then after he yeah. cuts the guy's head off, it goes like straight to Evil Dead. Yeah, there's also a uh, very heavy uh, Frankenstein vibes in this yes. too. Uh, th- to me, this is like the the '80s gussied up version of, of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, more or less. And uh, they actually admitted, like I think it was Stuart Gordon said, like the was it the Revenge or Curse of Frankenstein? It was the first uh, Hammer, I think. One of the Hammer Frankenstein movies was like a big inspiration for him for this. If you've ever seen him, one of them, you'll see it. Because um, Peter Cushing's Dr. Frankenstein is a lot like Herbert West. <laughs> He's all about like doing these experiments and nothing will fucking stop him and shit. And he, he just wants to do it for the, the fucking science and the fuck everything. <laughs> the, uh, the comedy of this movie is, like you said, is... Um like evil dead uh especially the part where you know he talks about the letter what do you want me to leave a letter cat dead details later and then the whole uh, even though it was kind of weird what he was doing and being creepy but him taking his like fucking head and licking the tits and then going towards you know downtown and i was like that's funny it's stupid at the same time and then when dan uh throws the fucking cat against the wall i fucking laughed uh, oh, oh, I was losing my mind whenever <laughs> the doctor is he got his head, his body's carrying the head and the bag, and then he opens it and he goes, Ah, much better. Like, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> but I don't know why. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. The, oh, the, the head that has no lungs. He needed air. Yeah, I couldn't need- figure out anything because he kept like wheezing and like being like, West. I was like, "How is he? How is any of this happening?" And then it just pours blood on him, and he starts slurping the blood up. And I was like, I, I "Oh, yeah. what are the rules? Like, he can like telepathically control his body." And I was like, "This no one. This movie is written a, by an eight-year-old with a he's got a moisten his his book. he's got a moisten his neck hole so he can continue to speak. <laughs> so it'll dry out. Aside from Herbert West's character throughout the movie." The uh, is it Doctor Kane? Is that who it was? Is that was his name? Doctor Carl Hill. Hill. Doctor Kane was the uh, the dad. Um, Doctor Hill. No. No. Halsey's the dean, right? Halsey. Yeah, Halsey. Oh, I, I thought we was the, talking about Hill right now. My bad. Kane is too. the you know great value Robert De Niro when he was young. It's Doctor Carl Hill is the bad guy. I, I know because they were standing in front of his door at some point, and I said, "Does that say Doctor Girl? What is his name?" And they finally moved, and it said Carl. I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, Kane is the, the actual actor. Never mind. I, it's or uh, Dan. He's it's the main character. I got I got the names mixed up. My bad. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Hill, uh, his character being ridiculously decapitated but also now has these stupid powers which is hilarious but his body has like the weird need for blood spa and uh i explained it it it, 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 well it's just just (laughs) dumb like but it's so funny like how they continue with that and they just never let up 
Um, but then they, I, I'm not, not so that they went too far, but man, that, that the, the scene with the girl is a little uncomfortable, but then they interrupt it in such a weird way. And then it does like that stop motion thing almost where he interrupts him. And then it's almost like a different scene cut. Like she's already like covered up and turned over. And then he's like on the other side of the room by that time. It was weird. Oh, and another scene I wanted to bring up that was funny is when Dr. Halsey's when it's literally the end of the movie, the final fight and everything. Uh, and the father's loose and he goes towards Hill's fucking head and starts fucking headbutting it. I fucking died, dude. I was like, this is an AEW fucking match right now. <laughs> like, or, you know, Al Snow and fucking WWE. Sorry, getting some color every Thursday is usually. Um, but <laughs> that's the usually. Uh, when he did that, I died laughing, dude. And then when Hill was like, I have a plan, and he like, all the fucking bodies start raising up. I was like, this is so fucking awesome. That's why I had the Return of the Living Dead vibes to it. No, that, that's actually, that's what's so funny is, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, West says, I have a plan. And then Dr. Hill says, I also have a plan. We never figured out what West's plan was. His plane got like just shut the fuck down immediately. Like that, his plan was they just scrambled for their life, and thankfully the power of fatherhood saved them. They brought yeah. Unga Bunga back, and he he went fuck like you said he went full John Moxley. <laughs> Hell still didn't bleed as much as John Moxley does on a Wednesday, no. but that's no. a different story. <laughs> uh, the ending of that movie is so fucking insane, though. Like all yes. those all those zombies and shit. And it's like, all, and then you see like Cthulhu crap. Like you see like tentacles and like weird like, out of that portal, whatever that was. <laughs> was that what it was? Was it, was that a portal or was that a weird, like the intestines became reanimated in some weird way? That's what way. I thought it was. I thought it was like uh, entrails or something. Yeah. I guess it was, but it looked, it didn't look like it though. When it, it, all it definitely it. didn't. Yeah, it definitely didn't. Like they, they looked like a tentacle. I just did. I kind of assumed because it was a body, but now that you said it, it, yeah, it maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a tentacle. Maybe he just back. like he pushed the boundary so much that he 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 unintentionally opened a gate of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the, caused it, other beings to, to to cross over momentarily. Reanimator's actually a prequel to Pacific Rim. The kaiju's are going to come through that body. Or like Cloverfield or something. A satellite fucking fell from the earth or the the space. I mean. <laughs> Hey, I mean, hey, listen, meteorites and satellites falling, that's how the Paw Patrol got their superpowers. I wore that today. I had to read a book about it. It was great. Uh, uh, I know, right? Origin secure. stories. Yeah, origin stories from Paw Patrol. That's, I want, <laughs> I want that now. Um, <laughs> the security guard, I want to bring this guy up. Number one, that, that hospital should fire him. He's always taking breaks. He's he went on like an hour and a half fucking coffee break. That seemed very realistic to me. I feel like he just had that job. That's how you most realistic part of the movie is security guard that shows up, singular black guy in the whole movie. Like what the fuck, and then walks away. He's like fuck this and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking wonderful. I mean, he was like the security guard for the morgue. Like what the fuck? Like who cares? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> they they shouldn't be moving around. If they are, then you get the fuck out of there, right? Which he did. Yeah, so he did Good exactly job, what he was supposed to. He did. To. It. He did the right thing. I'm gonna okay. call the police, and then he left. 
like, you know, like the hypothetical <laughs> yeah. of like the news coming because his hospital has like been all crazy, so the news are like they're reporting it. He's outside and he's like, "Yeah, I just did what they taught me on the training video." Because yeah. naturally, that's what they teach you. If you're it's if you work in the morgue life. and the dead bodies come, you don't question them. You just fucking run. Yeah. Yeah. What's an active shooter? It's like run, hide, and fight. I think is the last one. Yeah. Also, like don't that. don't fuck with like weird canisters in basements. Don't don't do that either. Big yeah, that's... Do <laughs> don't put cats in fridges. Actually, yeah. don't hunt a cat. This is why the whole thing is because Dan is a cat owner and not a dog owner. Because this is what happened to his dog. Yep, I'm blaming on cat people. Nah, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> Another person to bring up, I guess, is uh, is her name Megan? The, the, the... Meg? Megan, Meg. I assume they call her Meg, but I, it's gonna be Megan, right? Yeah, Megan Halsey. Dude, her character, like one, like we get introduced to her by kissing, you know, Dan, and then it transitions from like kissing and laughing into sex, moaning. I was like, this transition's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> <I was like, laughs> a hell of a transition there. Yeah, but this movie's got a bunch of crazy transitions, though. It, her character, I. I don't know if it was like written on purpose to be like stupidly because at the portion where she sees Wes come in because she has like bad vibes about him and then obviously learns about him later on when she goes into her dad's files and stuff. But like she quickly turns on Dan. He's like, I'm going to tell my dad on you that you're going to do these experiments. And then later on, like the dad's about to go down there and I guess beat up Dan or like escort him out of the building to get him suspended and stuff. And she's like, I'm going to marry him. He, and, you, and you're going to like him and stuff. I'm like, make up your mind, lady. Uh, and then I also want to bring up, I also like the full circle where in the beginning, Dan is like doing CPR. And he's like that, that nurse is not giving up or, you know, person that's studying to be a doctor. Yeah, I do you like know, that, that bookend. And also it's a good thing because he's obsessed with, uh, I'm never going to stop trying to save people's lives. And now with West's serum, he, he doesn't have to ever stop. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect ending. Yes. Perfect, it cuts away and you hear ah, screaming shit. The music. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, mm. Let's talk about that real quick. Mm. The music to the, the the theme of this movie the at the beginning and then plays again at the end. Ooh, it slaps. That was good. I actually played it after. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's good, good, good schlocky 80s vibes to it. Uh, the uh, yeah, the bookend is really good. Uh, of course, it's funny because he's a, the whole thing in, in medicine, too, is you're supposed to learn how to deal with death and know that you can't save everybody. Uh, a bad doctor, right? The worst, the worst, or the best analogy, but it sounds awful because you're comparing it to this, but um, every doctor is a goalie. Um, the best goalies in the world get scored on, so you're not going to prevent them all, especially if you work with people that are older. They're going to just slide right fucking through, right? what happens so uh yeah so learning how to deal with death sucks but uh it's interesting because he didn't learn shit because he gets to the end and he's like oh yeah i got the shortcut here secret tech to never lose and of course he brought her back I'm, i didn't know if, i was waiting for it to do a weird thing because they had all these weird sex scenes i was waiting for it to like show some weird scene where he's having sex with the zombie girl i thought but, that was gonna happen too i thought at some yeah. point he was like I thought we were going to get a little bit more and like they were going to like still like a montage of him banging his reanimated uh, wife or whatever or fiance. Uh, 
or like them hanging out. Like it was gonna be like Shaun of the Dead, where he, he goes to the shed and he <laughs> goes sits down. The game, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I like goes to you. stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought what was gonna happen at the end. It's still a perfect ending, by the way. But what I thought was gonna happen is the doctor was like gonna stop him. Be like, stop. Well, she did say stop and like try to push him away. I thought he was like either a gonna fucking punch her out or something, or to, I'm gonna save this bitch, <laughs> get the fuck away, and him keep on doing the uh, CPR thing. I thought that's what was gonna happen, but Chef's kiss, the what happened, it shows that his mind is broken at this point. And I'm guessing in the sequels, his mind is gonna be even more mad or whatever. Yeah, this ending is what I'm always talking about when we're talking about other films, where I say it should have ended here, but then they have to show. Oh, they farted around, or they got married, or this guy got fired. Or <laughs> who fucking cares? This movie is just it—it's it's the good shit, and then the credits. That's that's how a movie should end, right there. Especially a horror or sci-fi movie. The the movie does such a good job of just not explaining so much. So much of it, of it is left to your own imagination, which is all adds to the tension of things too, mm-hmm. because it is still a horror movie, right? Just in the sense yeah. of you still don't know what's going to come around the next corner. And that's this movie. I mean, literally anything can happen, right? Once, once the uh, the decapitated head starts doing shit, you literally have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> There's no rules. There's not a rule book here. Yeah, no, really. It's the it's the Little Caesars commercial. There are no rules. Like, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, it's crazy. Know, it's, it, it's really the whole thing is he's uh, he's sailing through uncharted territory, Herbert West, trying to reanimate dead people and find out what happens. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He didn't know that the reagent would cause a you know severed head to develop telekinesis <laughs> he, didn't he didn't know if he overdosed something it would cause it to explode and and maybe form a gate for creatures to come through his stomach what's <laughs> great is for all the stereotypes they try to tie to his character in terms of personality traits of being really studious and just seeming like someone that's a man of science he is the shittiest scientist he like does something and goes well that didn't work do more and then the one time he just he starts yelling random terms when he gives the reagent. The one time he's like, hmm, overdose. But they've already, like, the guy's been giving himself more of it already. And, like, nothing, like, if anything, it just made him stronger. So, like, the movie would make you think that it would actually help, but then it doesn't. It does what he intended for it to do with the overdose. There's, there's no rules. There's no rule book. Yeah, oh, no, there's not. It's just hilarious, though, because they play it off like, oh, well, he's like this genius that's come up with all this stuff. Now, he's just fucking crazy, and he's continuing the work of someone else who apparently was just as crazy as he is. He, he has a hypothesis, and he continues to test it. I think I think that's a sound scientific method. I mean, that is that is science in fourth grade, is what that is. Uh, it, but to be fair, it, it, it's a movie. Don't think too hard. It's, it's good. You know, he's trying his best. He's keeping notes. I really like um, the, the part oh, yeah, that the I... Book. I love the fact that there is a notebook the whole time, yes. I, I think the part Sorry. that I laughed hardest at is... They accidentally get the dean murdered, and this this body's in there, and he uses the bone saw to like cut through it. One of the coolest kills in the movie, and um, you know the guards in there, and uh, Kane goes into shock, and as he's comforting him, he shows him the tape recorder and puts it in his pocket. Like, hey, yeah, I- don't worry, buddy. I got I got the I got the data. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, that's all he cares about at the end of the yeah, day. He, he's like, uh, you're in shock. It's fine. And he like, shows it to him. <laughs> like, oh. like, like, tell him, it's like, it's okay. I got it. I got oh, to ask you guys a question. That same scene, by the way, Andy, uh, when the dad wakes up from uh, being reanimated, 
Does he tell the guard arrest them? Like it's conscience uh, thing. Yes. Okay. He said because I I had to go back to like it, it's weird. He is somewhat conscious, but not. But then the problem is is that you don't get very much time other than when he was like thrashing about right after uh, for just a brief moment to do anything else, and then um, he gets lobotomized. So then when he gets lobotomized, like, he's just done, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was talking, so. I had a couple uh, couple doc talk questions. Uh, why does Great. that morgue table have straps if it's for cadavers? What's what's the story there? Is that just same, bullshit? Uh, <laughs> same reason why the, the uh, neurosurgeon happens to have a padded psych room right next to his office so conveniently. <laughs> I mean, yep. he kept a file about his his colleague's daughter with, like, hairs in it and shit. Well, why wouldn't he have a padded cell in his fucking office? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the guy that had that sex dungeon in Barbarian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, may, they may be the same person. That's his brother, maybe. Just, he yeah. failed medical school. But if, if you were wondering, this is, a, this is exactly what medical school was like. Like, it's almost, I had a similar situation, but... Thankfully, I called in sick the day shit went down in the morgue. So, um, the the whole thing with the dean being like like dismissing everyone and, and like that actually was hilarious. And then of course he has like that crazy power over his daughter. I am your father, and you do what I tell you. No, daddy. Uh, <laughs> that, like <laughs> that, that really got to me because it's like, oh man, that's it's like really old like stereotypical stuff. Uh, I also got yeah. pet cemetery vibes to this, by the way, especially with the cat and all everything. And I was like, "Hmm, did, did Stephen King get ideas from fucking Reanimator uh, for his book?" I, I, the real story is about his uh, son crossing the street and almost got hit by a car, so he made a book about grief if he did get hit by a car. Uh, so there's a little. He made history. a story about grief he did not experience. Yeah. <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> Man, could you oh. imagine if I had grief? I'm going to write a story about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had vibes on that. But I think I have a- aesthetic now as far as my comedy. Uh, now, Night of the Comet, was that com- comedy in any sense or just like bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so. comedic. It's a so, comedic horror movie, action movie, a little bit. Yeah, so Return of the Living Dead and, you know, Night at the Comet and this movie, I think is my comedy line right there as far as this type of aesthetic. And I, I, I like I like all those things, yes. I just love 80s horror movies. It's like the fucking golden period. Eh, some people say, you know, all oh, the 40s, the 30s, it's that. Yeah, it's, all it's my favorite good. horror movies are from the 80s, 100%. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something about the like it's that sweet spot of how the the some of the effects look. And the great thing about this is there definitely are times where they they're taking the piss and it's intentionally supposed to be funny, but there there are definitely also moments that it's in that time it probably was more suspenseful or scary and who knows, maybe sense of humors and stuff from some people would still think it's funny. But it's definitely not supposed to be funny in some ways, but it is. But that doesn't take away from it. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just how it's aged, and that's fine. Um, but there's plenty of it that, like, intentionally is supposed to lay on thick and be that way. But it, I think yeah. it just makes it that much better. So yeah, like, this, is, this is like the predecessor to Shaun of the Dead for me, which to <laughs> me is one of the greatest comedy movies ever. 
Uh, and it's one of my favorites, and it happens to be in that same horror genre. But... Uh, Chaz, you brought up a thing before that there was a lot of show and don't tell type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The beginning part of the movie, you know, when the CPR and the doctor tells him you can't save them all pretty much. And she kind of like nods like this one, you know, was gone before she got on the table and you look at her and she's just fat and stuff. <laughs> but like that type of like dark comedy was there without mm-hmm. telling that uh, that's what she meant. And I, I thought that was clever comedy as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, so I want to backtrack. So and we mentioned Pet Cemetery. So Stephen King actually wrote Pet Cemetery in 1983. I was pretty sure it was written before this movie. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I'm thinking of the movie then, because I think the movie came out. The movie's later. It's like '88 or '89. Yeah, '89. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they stole it from Stevie King, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, well, this I mean, movie's based on a book, like Zach said, and it right, so it, that. So. Right. So that's the thing is, I it could it's certainly possible he still got is getting inspiration in some way, but but yeah, as far as like watching the movie and going, oh, I'm going to add all these things to it. I mean, at that point, I think. Stephen King had already written a lot of stuff about reanimation too. So, I mean, you have Pet Cemetery. I think Cujo's were in the times before. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, HP HP Lovecraft was like fucking all, over half a century further back. And, oh right, yeah. And then, like I said, uh, Stuart Gordon's influence, main influence, was the Hammer Frankenstein movies. Uh, with right. This. Which again, that's that's that is that is like the like go to. That's the Tolkien of animation, right? Like the reanimated story, the the cautionary tale. Yeah, so, check those out, man. Check out the Hammer Frankenstein movies if you've never seen them either. Oh my god, so fun! I think I would like. To, I think something I've learned about myself is I like the Frankenstein's more than the Dracula's. Yes, uh, it's it depends which one. Like I, I like, like Frankenstein. I like the. Actually, I do like the the first Universal Frankenstein more than the dr- first Dracula. Me too. I also like uh, I like horror Dracula a little bit more, but I think the Frankenstein series is a lot more consistent in the Hammer movies. <laughs> it stays interesting longer. Zach, as a person who watched the sequels of this movie, is it worth it to keep on going? Does it still have the charm? If you really like. Jeffrey Combs is Herbert West, and you really like this wacky world of uh, illegal mer- medical experimentation and shit. Uh, sure, <laughs> especially the second one. At least watch the second one. I so the third one is not like I said; it's not that good. But it's like I don't know. All the other stuff in it still made it kind of worth watching for me. So. Mm-hmm. I really like this this tone of movie. Yeah. yeah. Ride of Reanimator's got a lot of the same tone. Oh, so we talked about a lot of highs, by the way. Uh, highs meaning the good. Is there anything bad about this movie? Because I can't think of anything. Like, no. If I say like storyline <laughs> is like all messed up, it's on purpose to make us laugh and stuff. Like, the, like I mentioned, the security guard and you know the you know, the headbutting and stuff like that's all meant to be there. So I can't like nitpick that, but the music is great. The camera work is great. The special effects I think is fucking great. Even though they do it in a comedy way with the, the tentacle thing that happened before, but I don't, there's nothing low about this movie at all. I can't think of anything. Yeah. I think Andy said the the worst thing was they don't have, they don't have rules. They explain the rules, but no, that's, that's a good thing. That's a positive. That's a feature, not a flaw. Depending on you, who you are though like if you're really that anal about shit that's gonna bother somebody stupid. yeah but yeah, yeah it, i agree it is stupid just sometimes 
Sometimes I like those rules. Sometimes I don't care if there's rules or not. <laughs> if you want rules, watch a history documentary. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I have nothing else to say. Is there anything like else that you guys want to bring up? As besides like Dr. Hill kind of looks like a John Kerry. If anybody's into politics, he's the He does kind of look yeah. like John Kerry. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Just as creepy. Oh yeah. And I do like the swerve. Also, because I remember Andy bringing up that Jeffrey Combs would be like, oh, the bad guy. And Zach kind of like hinted a little bit. He's like, I wouldn't call him the bad guy. And then like that whole swerve of Dr. Hill, like the dinner scene where, you know, the he tells the the, the father, you know, she's so beautiful. You shouldn't be. I'm like, huh, <laughs> something wrong with that guy. Yeah, now, it, it seemed a little weird at first. I was like, hmm. That's going to come up later, isn't it? And of course it did. Uh, yeah. I'm almost wondering now, thinking about other things that may have uh, referenced this movie now. Oh, there's, like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, for some reason, like, Futurama keeps coming up with how uh, the uh, President Nixon's head interacts with his headless body, Agnew. And, like, makes, yeah. like, a lot of the same groaning noises that the... It's I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, it may not be anything, but it, it, but I mean, maybe I'm just like making that association myself. But I'd almost wonder if I go back and like see this, some of the same things. But but yeah, no, I think this movie is fantastic. I'm gonna add it to my my list of things I, I watch every October. So yeah. it's not even October yet. That's that's what's wrong with this is that you made me watch this before October. But people didn't hear that. We're time traveling. We we all eat the meat. Well, if you want another Stuart Gordon movie. He did From Beyond, and I love that movie. So go see yeah, that movie. I plugged it too. Watch From Beyond. Watch Watch Hammer Frankenstein movies. Watch Watch Bravery Animator. I actually least. opened From Beyond in another window. I'm gonna try to check it out soon. Fuck yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> it is um, wild. Uh, there was something I did want to bring up. I know we were wrapping up, but there's something I forgot to say. The music in this movie is it? Uh, is it almost the music from Psycho on purpose, or is that just like a like they they thought it sounded good so they used it so i don't know uh, it's very similar i watched it with subtitles and it does bring up that it's psycho uh and they're doing like an homage to it i forgot oh, it, what... it straight up is the the it's yeah. intentional yeah. Oh, okay all right because i i kept hearing it i was like man i don't want to watch psycho <laughs> <laughs> there was a vinyl release for the soundtrack of this movie if you are so inclined Neat. <laughs> trying to say what Bruce uh, Abbott, who played uh, Dane Kane. Oh, he was in the prophecy. I fucking knew it. He's in the prophecy too. Oh man, <laughs> now I know where that face came from. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, any fun facts about this movie? Did you find any like any history besides we just brought up Stu Stuart Gordon with his uh from Beyond. I mean, the, the psycho, psycho thing with the soundtrack. Yeah. I didn't even know about that until Andy just said it. Have you seen Psycho before? You said you hadn't, right? I have not. Okay. If oh, you really? if you had you seen like it, like psycho. that theme features very prominently in the movie, and mm -hmm. it kind of it get, it gets in the back of your brain. And it just kind of lives there for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard the theme and stuff, and I know I've seen scenes of it and everything. So there's your there's your there's your obligatory carousel movie. If you wanted a, a horror movie tombstone, we should all watch Psycho. Psycho's a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, since we are like quickly talking about other things, because I and I'll be quick. Oh, it's great. I recommend it. People should watch it. <laughs> Perfect length. Yeah, no, yeah, For, that's that that too. Like it's very yep. approachable in that regard. Yeah, perfect it, length for the type of movie it is. Yep. But psycho or overpowering my huh? Oh, the perfect length. Are you talking psycho or this movie? Oh, this movie. This movie. Okay. I mean, yeah. This movie. yeah. Yeah. Even with the stuff that was cut from it and that was brought back later, it still clocks in only at like 105 minutes. God, so so good. They yeah. should go back to that time limit. Stop doing two hour, three hour fucking horror movies, by the way. Especially if it's something like this. Yeah. Yeah, man. Miss 90 minute, two minute, two hour movies. Oh my god. So we gotta explain everything. <laughs> no. That's that's why. That's why. It's because dumb people need explanations. They need to they need they need someone to turn to the camera and explain what what vibranium is or some stupid shit. No, you don't. When just, did everybody just let co- stuff be weird? When did everybody collectively become like that annoying, like you know, like your girlfriend has to ask you every damn question about what's happening. Like, it's like, did everybody just collectively become that way? <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe it's tied into some kind of like a thirst for answers or something. Like, it's hard to turn your brain. If they want a thirst for the truth, they need to see Dr. fucking dude's philosophy class down the hall from Dr. Jones's fucking archaeology class. Not that. Not oh. ask questions all you the got time. there. You got it there. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember his name. They, they need to watch the X Files if they're searching for the truth. Yeah. Uh, I need honestly. I think I blame the the like the advancements in forensics because I feel like enough people back in the day probably like passionately killed others and got away with it, and now they can't because everyone can track your your blood and urine and and semen. And um, can't do that anymore. So those people are staying alive a lot longer, and uh, and now they get to share their opinions, and they have a megaphone on social media to share it with others. And someone's like, "Hey, someone else has the same dumb shit thought I do." Uh, so it's the world we live in now. So oh. it is what it is. Hold on, there's another cloud to yell at. Ah, there, there's a fun fact I can give you. It's not about this movie, but he's brought it brought it up about forensic and shit. They could find DNA. In your poop, I learned this from the CSI show, and I found out. I was like, well, "There's no way you can get DNA and shit. It's just waste. How, how can you do that when the shit comes out your ass and rubs against your butt cheeks? The fucking skin <laughs> follicles were on the shit, and that's how they got the the uh, DNA." And I was like, "This is fucking weird." It's common practice now. Um, large apartment buildings that are owned by corporations, when you move in, if they're pet friendly, they'll threaten you. They'll say, uh, "You got to clean up after your dogs, and if you don't, we're going to DNA test." dog feces and we're going to find out whose dog it is mm-hmm. and while the science for that does exist it's total nonsense you can't actually do that just, yeah. just a PSA if your apartment complex has threatened you with that they're lying <laughs> <laughs> oh man but the but, science uh, does exist if you google it the internet will say well technically you could do that yeah I watched an episode of Rick and Morty on that that's how I learned it <laughs> I, I gotta bring up the part where they're having fucking cadaver fucking uh school and dr west is like breaking the pencils was that just to like distract hill and like intimidate him i guess yeah it was to intimidate him because like he says like your work is uh you know uh what do you say derivative of dr gruber's work and he was like what the fuck who are you (laughs) (laughs) met him he introduced him he's like you're a fucking hack and then like calls him out during the the lecture it's like you're teaching these people to close their minds immediately. 
Oh I mean, man! Get, do you get why that's funny? Why that's ironic? Because he had literally just cut open. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, it's, that's it's hilarious. A, I fucking love that. See, every, every, like you know, it, there's there's lots of like really on on the face of it like horrific humor, but then there's stuff like that in there that proves the people who made this movie were really putting their heart and soul into it. Here, here's something funny I just found out about the movie. In the first draft of the script, there was no humor in it at all. Lame. <laughs> See, so <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh, they also shot it in four weeks. <laughs> wow. wow. Pretty yeah. fucking fast. I guess it doesn't yeah. have like a lot of sets or anything. I guess I could see that. No, yeah, it's just the hospital, Dan's apartment, and like the things you could say is the inside of a school. Yeah, offices. Yeah, it's actually interesting. Thinking about it now, they were never outside. It's was, it was kind of smart, right? Like they figured out a good way to budget yeah. that and do it. Yeah, they were never outside once. Mm-hmm. I can recall. Mm. Yeah, it's probably a lot of studio stuff as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Stuart Gordon is the cheap and good. Uh, oh, cheap- uh, there is something really stupid though. Um, what was his address? His address is like six 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 Darkmoor or something like that. It's something from Lovecraft. It's, it's I, like I, yeah. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that it is, but it's like yeah. what? It's yeah, sound, I know what you're talking like, about. It sounded like the address of like a bad guy in an episode of anime. It's, it's like it's like Stephen concerned. Stephen King's always doing like main shit. It's it's main or this street or whatever. It's a, it, Lovecraft does that too, and maybe that's where Stephen King got that fucking from a little bit. Uh, I think. They were. It could be a studio thing and just how they were filmed it, but they did do a outside-ish type of thing is when uh, <laughs> the Headless Hill guy is walking the streets going into the hospital, like going up the steps type of thing, but that probably could have been studio. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is the only thing where he was like just like nonchalantly going in with like the weird head. Yeah, they That's had to do the, like... I didn't understand. Yeah. Why didn't he just set the decapitated head on the shoulders? Because it would fall off. Yeah, yeah but, it was under But that. he suspended the the weird fake head. Why not just do the real head? You could easily knock know. it off. It got it knocked off pretty I mean, easily. It's funnier that way. I'll give you yeah. that. Like, I was gonna say it wouldn't be as funny. Okay, no, <laughs> yeah. no rule book. All right. It certainly wouldn't be as memorable of him holding his own head and like commanding him. Right. Well, I, I just think it would have been really funny if he was it was on there and he's like walking up and he's like trying to he's got the face mask on so he's trying not to show that he's all bloody and pale and stuff and he sees he sees the guard and the guard's like looking at his magazine he's like uh, hey Frank how's it going and like as he turns a corner like the head falls off and he catches it real quick and then Frank starts to look at him and he runs at the door real quick yeah, something like that could have been good too. Yeah, but I'm also guessing because he was in that little dish thing, like the blood was coming out, and maybe the, they didn't want the blood spl- spilling all over his chest or whatever. That could be an option too. You yeah, you, cre- you you can't reattach after a plasma spa. Yeah, yeah, those are the you rules. Get the, the the hilarious and creepy plasma spa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so fun. it's like it's like hilarious but also creepy somehow. <laughs> oh my god. Uh but anyway, Andy, do you recommend this film? Yeah, it's it's uh it's great. It's interesting. Um you guys were all marking out for the big bombastic horrific uh humor in it. And I enjoyed that too, but I have to say like I didn't laugh out loud a lot during this movie, but I enjoyed it a ton like i was still like really immersed in like this story is bizarre i want to know what happens next i've never seen anything quite like this except you know i mean it's like frankenstein adjacent but but it's kind of doing its own thing 
And um, I was just fascinated with the special effects. Like, they're all practical, clearly. And lots of, like, real obvious nonsense. Like, there's two hands holding his head. But, like, the, the frame is just, like, at his neck. Like, real simple stuff like that that's still really effective. And, like, mm-hmm. when he's, uh, when the, when he, the head's, like, going toward the the girl like it's just like two hands on it you can tell it's just the actor like leaning in and doing stuff and i i was i was just fascinated by that stuff like i, I enjoyed the movie a lot and uh like jazz pointed out the the length is just perfect for this kind of movie like honestly there's th- this is one of the most recommendable movies we've ever watched i think oh absolutely especially for what it is i 100 percent agree <laughs> Like everyone, if you, I mean, again, if you just, if you have a brain, if your head is still attached to your body, you should watch this movie, right? If your, if your head becomes detached yeah. from your body and you can still be sentient, you should, you should still watch Check this it movie. out anyway. Yeah. Right. Pull yourself up, put yourself in a, in a bedpan and uh, plasma, plasma spa. spa yeah. <laughs> plasma <laughs> spa. I'm getting, I'm getting that copyrighted. Uh, and if you ever wanted to have your head sit next to a naked lady while your body is groping tits, watch this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, I recommend this movie. I I liked it. I like I said, it's my aesthetic as far as like the comedy, and also eighties is awesome. Eighties uh, and early nineties is like my jam. I think as far as the aesthetic uh, of movies. Uh, but I highly recommend this movie. I, I got I got one last thing to just add to it because it's just it's on the IMDb page and it, it just it's great. It just sticks out. It's like the perfect advertising for this movie. I don't know if you guys see it. It's it's a picture of West and Hill's head is on the desk in front of him and it says literally Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders. Da, 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 and another one on his desk. That's silly. As a movie poster for this, like that, like already sells it for exactly how ridiculous this movie is. <laughs> yeah, um, wonderful. Uh, obviously, I recommend this movie. I picked it, and I've been I've been pumping this movie up ever since I watched it. I picked it for our our Facebook chat group. We do an annual Halloween thing with some of our friends, lo- local friends here. Dubs doesn't count; he's not local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, 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 I had picked it before. I think I picked it last year, but I don't think anybody watched it because nobody ever said anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I've been in that perpetual thing of this is always like that hard time for me in the year, so I don't really participate. Uh, yeah, but hopefully next year I'll be able to. But there was there were six other dummies in that chat that could have watched it, and none of them did. Well, I, I I feel like they sorely sorely missed out. Hopefully, we get other people to watch it. This movie's well, two, great. Two two of them are not dummies anymore. They're just Poindexter's. I'll take that. Thank you, <laughs> Chaz. Did you want to? Chaz, did you want to re-say your recommendation? I mean, I've only said it like four times already. I recommend yeah. it. Yay! Did, did this meet your criteria for like the this is what I expected for a horror movie? Oh, I have to, yeah. <laughs> this is so so opposite of like Mungo for me in expectation because I had an expectation that okay, Zach's got like like your wavelength for movies is is like one of the most more interesting ones I have of all the, the people I know um, because I feel like most of the time like when you're on for a movie, you're really on and. 
it, it's really, really good. But you, you also have some spicy stuff that you're just personally into. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's really good. But you were really high on this movie. And I was like, I think this movie's be pretty good. I, I don't know what I'm getting into. And it just, minute to minute, I was completely like enveloped in this movie. It was wonderful. It's one of my uh, favorite it's, movies. It's it probably one of the best movies I've watched in the last <laughs> year. Like, for what, especially for what it's supposed to be. Just like in terms of enjoying 90 minutes or so of what I watched, like, great. It was perfect for me because uh, the last last couple of days, last last week, has not been great. So, um, so yeah, it was a nice breath of fresh air. Now that I know that the uh, other movies, like I know the order of them, I'm gonna probably watch them too. So, hell yeah. So I guess current rankings uh did you guys want to rank this at some point because i want to put reanimator at number three because based off of what we know about the other list uh i think that's where i want to put it i'm putting my own pick at number five by the way <laughs> lake mongo is number five for me I'm gonna, rank, anybody... I'm gonna rank everything when we're done okay that's, that's what i do i mean i can <laughs> safely say i'm gonna put reanimator over Lake Mungo. I couldn't even remember the name of the movie until Chance said it. Lake Dungo. Oh, I just, I mean, it named itself. I mean, there's only one movie of these I have not watched, so it'd be pretty easy to know where I would rank it. And um, unless, unless our next movie is just going to blow my my socks off, Reanimator's (laughs) sitting comfortably at number two, depending on what flavor. Took your socks off for this movie. I did take my socks off. Yeah. Uh, maybe number one. Although that, there's, we got we got a movie to watch. It's probably going to be hard to beat. I, I got. I, I'll warn everyone. There's a major tone shift coming down. The yes. <laughs> I've actually okay. seen this movie recently. Uh, and I've yeah, not seen it. It's fucking 180 uh, <laughs> from this movie. Yeah. I, uh, we were discussing which movies to do, and I took the initiative to order them. I was really excited about the order we're watching the movie sets. So. I, I feel like we it's like one of those deals where like someone's in the car, and they're just like doing that number, and you're like getting jerked around everywhere, because if you guys are talking about tonal shifts, it seems like we are going back and forth everywhere, because Freddy versus Jason is going to just go like complete take the piss, schlocky. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, no, no. This, it's all intentional. I was like, this is going to work perfect. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, did you want, uh, Andy, what's going to be next week's movie that we're going to be talking about? Next week, we're going to watch Under the Skin. Um, I don't It's It's kind of hard to, I don't even remember what year it came out. 2013? Maybe later than that? I don't know. It's a, a real creepy movie. It's got Scarlett Johansson in it. And uh, I really don't want to say anything beyond that. Yeah, you'll you'll ruin like part of it on what it is. You just yeah, gotta big time. watch like, it. Just just watch it. I, yeah, you have to take my word for it. I I really hate to be that guy. I fucking hate that. Oh, don't look it up, man. Just watch it. Ugh. I try I try to use that sparingly, but Under the Skin is definitely one of those movies. And I'm making sure it's it's the 2013, not the 1997, because there's a 1997 movie about exploring your sexuality. Johansson. Okay. Yeah. Well, these movies are. I'm pretty sure it's twenty something. Yeah, it's Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she's playing the female. That's her. The character female. Name. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> there, just get off IMDb. Do not do that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Remember to uh, watch Under the Skin, and then come back for next episode to hear us talk about it in spoiler spoiler fashion. Uh, but before we get to host credit scene, um, let's hear some something from uh, Macho Man.
Wow! Oh! Somebody put a microphone in front of me. You know what that means, brother. Yeah. I've heard all about this uh, podcasting thing. I think I've been on it a time or two myself, I believe. Uh, it's a little intergalactic for me, a little out there, you know, but that's okay, brother. Yeah. Because on Getting Some Color, you can relive moments me and my glory. In my moment of glory! Before the yellow and red Brutus. You know who I'm talking about, brother. Yeah, the guy who was backstabbing, hot dogging, grandstanding. Forget all about him. You can see the macho man in his glory days. Or you can hear people talking about it, at least. You can watch, too. But hey, that's not what's important. The devil's in the details. Sometimes the details aren't important. Sometimes they are. These details, they're a little bit important. You can catch, get some color. Bi-weekly Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there or not, as they say. Wow! Wow, man, freak out, yeah! All right, host credit scene is the place where we uh, discuss what we played, what we're watching, what we read, and etc. I gotta say it like uh, it's in past tense since we're recording this and stuff, and we haven't played it uh, probably uh, in the future. But who knows? We don't know what the future holds. Uh, Whatever so Andy- tomorrow brings, I'll be there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Andy, what what you been doing? Oh, I'm going first. Um, I, I I didn't do it on purpose, but I've been taking a short break from watching The Sopranos. I think I watched one episode since our last recording, and uh, still enjoying it. I just kind of got into some other stuff. Um, I needed to watch something that like just something stupid, something I've seen before, something I can like drink to or play on my phone to or whatever. So I started watching Eastbound and Down. Uh, I love that show. It really. I, I'm struggling with the third season though. Like the first two seasons are fucking brilliant. And the third one's just not really doing it for me as much. I've seen the whole show before though, so I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I played and beat Another World. Uh, that game's very cool. Um, it's kind of hard to recommend because of its uh, brutal difficulty at times. It's like a classic adventure game, a PC game from the '90s. I mean, it later got ported to everything. It's on whatever SNES and 3DO and xbox and playstation network and switch and everything under the sun but uh it's a real it was made by one guy eric chahi some french guy and the movie or the movie the game is i think partially rotoscoped i don't know if that's true or not but it just looked really good i I liked it a lot i do recommend it if you're into 90s pc gaming pinnacles um friend and a, a friend and i played just a bunch of random stuff on my polymega uh, the only standout, well, not the only standouts, but the standouts are played some Mindhunter, played uh, Spyro 3. I think he'd never played a Spyro game before, so I just set him loose in Spyro 3. That's a great um, one. Skateboarding? Uh, yeah, he did that, that part. part. Yeah. 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 yeah, skateboarding's uh, cool. Played Omega Boost. Have you guys ever played Omega Boost on the PlayStation 1? Mm-mm. That sounds really familiar, but I can't say I can. I gotta look that up. Omega Boost. Cri- criminally overlooked game. That game is too cool. It's really it's a mech game, and you're like in space and flying around and targeting stuff and firing missiles and stuff. Um, f- from what I recall, I picked it up within the last year or so for maybe twenty or less dollars. Highly, highly recommend you get it before it skyrockets the price. If you're into retro gaming, that game is super fun and super cool. 
Yeah, no, I remember. I I can like I recognize it. I definitely have, have played it. Maybe I don't think I owned it though. I think I played it at a friend's house. It was on one. It was on a demo disc that I had had at some point. I think so maybe maybe that's. That's the point. I was like the king of demo discs when I was a kid. Like I raided Pizza Hut for those demo discs. And yeah. we also played uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Side Story, Blue Destiny Episode One. Uh, they, Paps, that game's Blue also, Ribbon. That game is also fun, <laughs> but it's also a mech game. But it is much much slower. Uh, the controls were confusing. It's hard because uh, I, I have a copy thanks to Zach. And uh, it came without a case. And even if it had the book, I can't read Japanese anyway. So what the hell am I going to do? But I need to look it up. I need to look up exactly how to do all the controls. Because it's like a long tap is your Vulcans. And a short tap is your gun. And then, like, if you dash and tap attack, you use your beam saber, we think. We, we, we beat, like, three levels. And we were kind of getting there on the controls. But the third level, you have to defend some satellite dishes and... We lost. It was ah, it's like this. We're gonna play another game. Um, let's see. Did, uh, did you end up getting Armored Core Six? No, no. I'm playing okay. old games. I still really want it. I will get it. I want to play it, but there's no reason to pick it up right away. Like I don't really have FOMO for new games anymore. Like I want to play Baldur's Gate Three as well, but eh, whatever. It'll come. I'll yeah. do it later. I That's own like, six hundred thousand games I've never played. Right. No, I'm like in the same boat. It's like I have plenty of things I still want to play and finish when I get to the time to. But like Baldur's Gate, I want to play with friends. Armor Core, I want to play with friends. I want to, like those things I want to do with other people. So. Mortal Kombat with friends. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, no, you play that game by yourself. There, there are no friends in Mortal Kombat. You may yeah, start there's, with there's friends. The only games I'm picking up this year is stuff I'm going to play with friends. And I guess I did buy... Um, the new Zelda game, but that was that was that was a little treat for me. But otherwise, you know, Forza or Street Fighter or something like that, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I, we'll run down all the games. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. I started Wild Arms. I'm uh, like two or three hours into it. I like the game a lot. It's really cool. It's a JRPG uh, in Western trappings, but that's a, that's a good game. But it is. It has like people got swords and there's castles, I guess. But also it's a western. It's bizarre. The, the whole game has a very weird setting going on. But it's a fantasy western. Fantasy it's, western. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But um, the fantasy the, anime western. The overworld is two D and the fights are three D. And something about that is just Chef's Kiss PlayStation One. Like oh, I yeah. really like it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But it, like I said, I just started it. So you'll probably, I'll probably the next couple of recordings, I'll be like, I've been playing Wild Arms, and I'll hold off on saying my overall thoughts till the end. That's uh, the fifth PlayStation game I ever beat ever. So. Oh wow! Okay, mm-hmm. well then we'll we'll get to talk about Wild Arms, uh, and then um, I'll, I'll cheat. I'm gonna do one of Zach's a little bit. Zach and I played okay. Halo One uh, Combat Evolved Anniversary, and then we beat it in a day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And nice. I got I, I got the Master Chief collection because a friend from work and I are going to play ODST and Zach was over. I was like, oh, "You never played the old Halo games? We'll we'll fire one up. We'll 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 test the waters. We'll see how it how it treats us." And then we just played it all day. <laughs> I never asked this question to Zach before. Um, the part where the flood comes in. Do you get a lot of like horror vibes when you get into that level? Uh, a little bit. I mean. Vague ones, I guess. I get more StarCraft vibes. I uh, dude, I got like when I played that <laughs> that scene, I was like fucking terrified of my life. 
because I didn't know what these alien things were. Well, I didn't. I didn't play Halo. Well, I did, no, I did play Halo, and I did get that far. But I was just like, this is just reminds me of Starcraft. That's all. That's all I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me of the Zerg. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but we had a good time playing. I was really impressed with. It's funny. I was saying. I had just got done playing Another World, and I said, in Another World, you can just hit a button, and it switches from the old graphics to the new. I like that a lot. I wish these new games could do it, but I understand why they don't. And then I was fucking around trying to figure out how to switch between plasma grenades and frag grenades, and it has that functionality. You can just hit a button, and it switches back to the old Xbox graphics, and then you hit the button again, and it switches over to the Anniversary Edition for the Xbox One graphics. That's so great. I love that. Every company should do that it, within reason. I, I it like probably it took like seven years to get that, but they get they got it. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff about the Master Chief Collection that was like the, the cumulative effort of many years. Mm-hmm. I, st- I still can't believe when it came out, it didn't have ODST and Reach on it. That's bizarre. But I, I got them both. They were both on sale. ODST was a dollar and 24 cents. Yeah. What a steal. <laughs> oh. uh, I think that's all the game stuff. I didn't watch. Uh, the only thing I watched was the Singapore Grand Prix, and it was fantastic. I enjoyed it immensely. But so Ferrari, you said Ferrari won, right? Ferrari won. Uh, Carlos Sainz won, and the way he won is uh, just just so impressive and so interesting. It wasn't um, normally. Oh, it's a race. You win by being the fastest, right? Well, Ferrari does not have the fastest car. And it's toward the end of the race. Uh, Sainz is in the lead. Behind him is Lando Norris of McLaren. And behind him is both Mercedes, uh, George and then Lewis. But they are, like, catching him really quick. And his tires are, like, gone. And, he like, it, it's clear they're going to catch him. So what he does is he keeps Lando Norris within a second of him, which in F1 will give Lando Norris... Um, the the you know where the rear wing opens and the straightaway, so they get extra speed. You only yeah. get that if you're within one second of the car in front of you. So science purposely doesn't drive at full speed to keep Norris within a second of him, so that Norris has to defend against both Mercedes because Norris has fresher tires. So basically, science just uses Norris to win the whole damn thing. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and it's really and at the end they they're, they're like I guess friends off the track according to the commentators. So after the race the two of them were like celebrating together. Cuz second place for Norris is a big deal too. He got second I mean, place uh, Silverstone, but uh, just the whole thing was just thrilling. It was really exciting. That's some shaking big shit right there. Yeah, it basically was cuz there was no way yeah. Science was going to defend, but Norris had a genuine shot and the only way he could do it, though, is if he stayed within a second of science. And it's it's, it's really cool. It's so, an exciting race. So what happened to Max? Um, Red Bull fucked their cars up or something. Like, they sucked at practice. They sucked during qualifying. Damn. <laughs> um, Max finished sixth. And Perez finished, like, eighth, I want to say, I think. But they did something. They changed some stuff. And it did not work at all. And their cars were fucked. They're, it, it's interesting, though. Um, they were interviewing Max about it. And he said, well, just wait until uh, Suzuka, which is the next race in Japan. So I guess whatever it is, they fixed it. But we'll okay. see. We'll see what happens in Japan this weekend. We will see. All right. 
Well, I guess I will go. Um, I watched Phantasm again because um, uh, we we watched that here on uh, Big Trouble, and I to- need tonally to- speaking, I got Phantasm vibes during Reanimator. Too. Phantasm is is tonally similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dubs. I'm curious. Did you watch Reanimator first and then see all that that green like plasma like juice that he in the reagent, and then go? I gotta watch Phantasm. To look at all that pus. I think, like, subconsciously, <laughs> probably, because I wanted to see that uh, uh, green uh, or that mustard color fucking <laughs> blood that comes out and stuff. Uh, he got hungry. Yeah. I, I wanted to see midgets from, from like, a, a hell world. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell goblins. I watched that. Gremlins 2, uh, because it was on Tubi uh, for some strange reason. Tubi. It's a fucking... Yeah. And uh, I was like, couldn't re- remake that movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like the part when the grandma gets launched through the window. That's my favorite part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also watch Friday the 13th. Uh, he goes to fucking Manhattan. That one. Part eight. Awesome. Is that your favorite one because he's in Manhattan? I like the part where he's like going through the subway and he pushes a lady on the fucking subway. Oh, I thought you were going to say when he kicks the boombox. That's I like you, the that's part you. where he punches that guy's head off and it just like ricochets down a fire escape. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I watched Rocky. I think it was Rocky three, and then I watched that. I watched Jason Goes to Manhattan right after. I don't know how that lined up, but <laughs> I thought it. Well, like at that point, I was like a kid. I was still scared of Jason. Like uh, it's. It, I got. I. I was a bit older. I was probably like close to like nine or 10 before I think actually resident evils will help me get over that. But, uh, before that, uh, I was terrified of Jason. It had to do with my neighbors chasing me around, traumatizing me. But anyway, that scene is great. Cause that guy is beating the fuck out of Jason. He, he like boxes the shit out of him and he, he does the Apollo Creed shit and just beats him all the way across that, that rooftop. Mm. And then Jason just takes one punch and just cleanly knocks the guy's head off. It's so fucking funny. Like, in, like, the worst, like, Mortal Kombat oh. Kombat 2 fatality style. Just Johnny Cage's him. Just, yeah, just Johnny Cage's him. It's great. Mm. Yeah, so I, I, I watch that. Um, I also watch some YouTube stuff. I watch that uh, Ashoka uh, <laughs> people that are shilling with the reactions. He batered! He batered! <laughs> it's red. The right, the the lightsabers. Are, did you catch up, Zach? Did you watch all of Ashoka? No, I got, I got to catch up. I'm behind, so don't. Right, I I'm, mean, I I can gather what's happening, but like, yeah, I don't. I still don't want. Yeah, to I mean, that. there's a scene that they try to do where it's member berries and stuff, which, uh, I know you have a different opinion on it, but I, I Dave Filoni, it like they all try to do like this member berries thing where keys rattling stuff. And I will be a victim of it in the beginning when they were doing um, Rogue One and, you know, The Force Awakens and stuff. Uh, I was marking out because I was like, oh, this is fucking R2-D2 is in the garage. What is he doing there, boy? And then, like, fucking mark out and shit. And then now I'm just like, oh, they're doing this every movie (laughs) and every TV show. Okay. Uh, But it's really funny. Like, they do a part where... uh, Dumb and Dumber. You remember the part where he's like, uh, you want to hear an annoying sound and then like they scream in his ear and stuff. So like it edited that part where he's like, you want to hear an annoying sound? And then like when one of the 
shills mark out and like scream when they see a certain person and stuff. And so he like edited that, and I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." It's just a dumbass reaction shit, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just it's fucking over the top and fake. Yeah, there was a part where a lady cries. And like it zooms in, and there's like there's no tears. This <laughs> is all fake for just you know getting just can't even muster fake tears. I mean, no mm-hmm. one's no one's gonna watch it if you're just like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like th- that YouTube channel is not gonna get clicks. Yeah, no, but it's, I, yeah. <laughs> it's just that React content is so fucking fake, but it's like people watch it anyway. It's like reality TV. Is <laughs> I guess the comparison that they could put it to. <laughs> Because it's fake and stuff. So I watch that. And then I, I also watch a lot of like Joe Rogan clips about like the universe and uh, fucking DMT. <laughs> universe. You, uh, ever, you ever do DMT? That's, that's always the go-to. Kurt Angle was on uh, Joe Rogan recently. I'm uh, very curious as to what, what that's going to end up being there. They talked about his Percocets, his, his beans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was 100% a bean episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he talked about how he Dude, used he to talk about the um, the immense amount of fucking painkillers he was on. I just I don't understand how he fucking survived it. Honestly, he broke his neck in WWE and he ate fucking twenty Vikings. <laughs> after okay. finding at, after finding out that his like sister died, uh, so he decided like fuck it, I'm in pain right now, so I'm gonna take twenty painkillers. Uh, that might have been him trying to off himself or maybe the pain was just too immense and he wanted to go to sleep. So he went to sleep, woke up at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time and had to fucking wrestle Brock Lesnar in a, in a main event match. <laughs> so, and he did that without, I guess, going back home and doing all funeral plans. So it, that was interesting to listen to because he had Hulk Hogan on and Hulk Hogan lied about fucking Harley Race burning the fucking ring again. Um, <laughs> Damn it. And uh, also talked about John 316, and he got the John 316 fucking wrong. Uh, fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he quote he did the most famous Bible quote, and he like fucking got it wrong? Yeah. That's of, <laughs> of course Hulk Hogan would do that. I thought you were getting ready to say, oh, I'm the one that came up with Austin 316 because he likes to take fucking credit <laughs> for everything, too, that he had nothing to do with. <laughs> I'm the one who wrote the Bible. You know what? If if Hulk Hogan was in Reanimator, he would 100% have control of his body if he got the captain. <laughs> That's he exactly still, who he is. That'd be I'm in the his one contract. That, I mean, I'm the one that told Dr. Gruber. I brought him to America, and I kind of gave him the initial idea for the reaging brother. I mean, it's <laughs> With the Kurt Angle thing, he brought up about the few. They were talking about like surgery about fused uh, uh, spinals and stuff. Uh, and they talked about like Steve Austin getting the fuse and he's hard to move and stuff. And uh, Kurt Angle brought up, you should bring Stone Cold onto the podcast. And I hope that happens because I think that's a fucking oh. weird dynamic. And they're both in Texas. So it's not like uh, it's not Stone impossible. Cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Damn, that'd be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I could just see Stone Cold kind of get pissed and be like, what bastard? What? <laughs> like staring down fucking Joe Rogan. Oh, man. Uh, but I think Joe Rogan can actually beat up Stone Cold because he knows fucking karate and shit. So, and he's a black belt. Um, Stone Cold's old too now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, um, I whined to these guys about like fucking video games again. It's like boring me, but I actually <laughs> played fucking Starfield and I found Jedi powers. 
there's powers in Starfield, uh, you, and it's weird, but I like it. So yeah, I was gonna I, ask. You were like talking about. You were like, "Oh man, I'm in Starfield," and then you were like, "I'm bored of games again." I was like, "What happened?" I thought you were liking Starfield. I don't know what it is. I'm weird, dude. Like I'll sit down, and I, it's it's gonna sound fucked up because I it's it's all my weird brain and probably. OCD and everything that's fucking wrong with me and my brain. But like, I go, I have this amount of time. Do I really want to get into a fucking RPG where I'm just like 50%? I'm just traveling space and walking around and stuff. Do I want to really do that? And then I talk bipolar. Yeah. I think that's my diagnosis. It's an official diagnosis. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I'm because what I always try to do is I always try to plan out my fucking gaming. Uh, even when I'm not doing streaming and content, like when I'm, you know, planning out my day, I put the time in my head and I'm just like, I'm going to do this. I think I'm just going to fucking mood game because I, out of today, I was just like, I want to see what's going on with Starfield. And I just turned it on and I played and I just didn't think about it. So I think that's how I'm going to play games. It's based off of mood and not planning my day type of thing. How far into Starfield do you think you are? Like, when will you be done with Starfield? 60% storyline, because yeah. I think the main storyline is finding about this artifact thing, and I, I'm going, like, to temple to temple to get the powers, and I think there's going to be a big payoff. But then there's going to be, you know, you know Bethesda games. After you do the main story, like, it opens up the fucking world. Uh, right. So I'll truly never be finished with that. Right. Uh, but, but when will you be done with Starfield? What what I'm trying to get at is, and this is this is again, I'm always like trying to give you advice based on what works for me, and it might not work for you. But beating a game, putting a game to bed, is always energizing to get me onto my next project, game wise. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just need to like wrap Starfield up and get on to something else. Like I'm not saying Starfield's bad; you need to quit playing it. You need to like get get the momentum of. Oh man, Starfield was an experience. I'm done with that now. Yeah, I think there's a point where if I get up to a high enough level and like each planet starts to become stale and stuff, kind of like an AEW, uh, <laughs> where I just don't uh, care for any of the storylines anymore, I think that's where I'll be done. Uh, but I mean, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage, which apparently is going back to old school Assassin's Creed, which I like. Uh, and maybe that will be my next, you know, area to go. But we also have Mortal Kombat and fucking Spider-Man 2 is coming at the end of fucking uh, next month. And I Spider-Man. think that's where my attention is going to be is once that game comes out, that's when I'm going to be playing a lot of games because Spider-Man 1 is the only PlayStation game I ever platinum, period, period, period. Uh, I 100% of that game. So you're going to play the, the separate ways DLC when it drops? Gotta, oh, yeah, it's, that's coming out in two days, isn't it? It's coming out Thursday. We gotta yeah. do our. Uh, uh, we gotta do that so we can actually talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Do I have to pay for it or is it free? That's still not real clear. I keep seeing it's ten dollars though, which is like not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Are these guys gonna play Ada's? I thought it was included if you had a certain thing with it. Like I mean, if you have collectors, I'm pretty sure you got the season yeah. pass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came with with collectors. So, I mean, I'm, I'm I didn't gonna, do that. I think I'm gonna have it. So, I guess I'll play it eventually. I mean, I'm I'm kind of on a gaming hiatus, but that we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I played Starfield. Um, 
Payday 3 came out, and I'm kind of disappointed with their microtransactions. Um, but I'm just going to wait on that and see what... Because Payday 2 is really fun. And th- I- I'll say this. If you guys get Payday 3 at some... Because it's a good cooperative uh, thing that we could do. I've always do- wanted to try them. Yeah, if we want to do bank heist, I will get it. If you guys get it, I just need to have a fucking solid crew, and that's a game that where you need to uh, your friends to play with. Uh, Is that the irony of that game? That a game about like doing coordinated like group bank heists would be ruined by microtransactions? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of <laughs> fucking robbing us as we rob virtual fucking banks. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah. But um, oh, what else was there? Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I watch a lot of dumb stuff. I watch a lot of clips, uh, uh, fucking X Files clips on on fucking YouTube. X Files clips aren't dumb. They're not oh. dumb, but it's just like I should be watching the episode and not the clips. But yeah, I was gonna say, well, maybe yeah. it'll lead to you watching the show again. Maybe, but yeah, that's all I've done. Uh, Zach, what about you? Oh, uh, uh, I played, uh, I'll get some the play shit out of the way first. Uh, played Halo 1 Anniversary like Andy was talking about. Uh, not much to say there. Uh, I will say, <clears throat> I, I, I realized when that initially came out, especially after going back and doing a little bit of research, uh, I guess it had some issues graphically. But man, when you you go for back to for back and forth from like the old graphics to like the the remastered ones now, it's like a massive difference. <laughs> it's like, they put the work in. Yeah, because it's like when we keep switching back, we're like, man, it's so fucking dark. Was it always this dark? <laughs> and like that really bothered me because I kept thinking, no, it wasn't. Like maybe something's fucked up with the lighting or whatever. Because sometimes it happens. Uh, when they port games or something to like later systems, it's like because the, on the PlayStation 2, the, its chipset, the Emotion Engine has really specific qualities about the dithering and the light sourcing. And when you get off of that system, the the light the lighting's fucked up. Like that kind yeah. of shit happens all the time. Well, what about uh, CRT TVs? You think they had better lighting uh, in the thing compared to uh, like slim plasma TVs? I guess. No, not necessarily. And that's something that fucking goobers get wrong about artificial scan lines. They 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 like to pretend that scan lines like CRTs, the picture was always darker for some reason when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you remember or if you have one, but a CRT television is fucking bright. It puts out a lot of a lot of light, a lot of radiation right in your face. Yeah, and that that. Yep. You can slap the top of it, and it'll it'll make that sound like the meme when the guy slapping the car or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You can you can fit so many scan lines in this some bitch. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think it was because um, I went back and watched some footage because that really that was really bothering me. Uh, I think the game was always that dark. It's just the multiplayer maps were really well lit, <laughs> and that's what I, I think that's, that's the key thing. Especially like Dub's already brought up like the the moment whenever you're getting to the flood. Like I I actually had the same experience Dub's did when I was younger when I played through that. Of course I was like twelve, but still uh, going through that game the first time there were there were areas that were really dark, but you weren't considering anything being like this out of nowhere horror element at all. You were you were like you know you have to fight the aliens and that was really it. 
and then out of nowhere you get to the the, the was the library i think yeah, is where the they're library. at when you first meet the yeah. flood yeah and like that it seems infamous like you you come in and they're like they're all dead what happened and then like oh, out of nowhere they all just come out at you you're like oh That's shit keys. now there are what is it that the level when you first see him is keys library is the famous one though Okay, keys is where it, they you first like see him and you're like, what the fuck is this? And then the library is just like when it's overwhelming. Then, but uh, but like that that element's added to it. So then suddenly it's like, oh shit, the darkness matters now because there are things that can come out of nowhere. And it, you're you're fighting more than one thing. The so. most horrific part of it now is uh, a couple of them had rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I guess. It could be back then, too, when I was playing it. Like, I played it originally in 2003, like, on the, the PC port. Uh, I was very hyperly critical of that game back then because uh, I thought it was, like, really overrated back, back when I was younger. I was just like, why is everybody fucking jizzing over this game? It's like yeah. nobody played any FPS games for, like, five years or something the way everybody's talking about it. <laughs> like, you like, played it on like, PC, right? Yeah. Okay, so as a console gamer, after knowing about Doom and Wolfenstein and stuff, and then playing console on a controller, I think it was revolutionary to console peasants compared to PC people. Because they're just like, this, this is nothing. We know FPS. What the fuck is everybody going That's, on about? That might have been partially my problem. It was like, why the fuck is everybody like this? And then, but even on that note, there were still shooter games on consoles that were good. Like, oh yeah, there were a lot several. of good ones. And Halo is not. People like to say it is. It's absolutely not the first game to do this. However, Halo is the game that's responsible for popularizing the twin stick control method for, for first person shooters. That's yeah. its greatest contribution to modern gaming is yeah. getting people to finally be like, oh, no, this is the best way to control a guy who shoots the guns. But that was 2003 me. <laughs> so, so it's just like, this is fucking bullshit. This game is just like average. <laughs> yeah we got the benefit of hindsight now and back then yeah. like you know when you're younger everything's another battlefield for this this console war that you have to be a soldier in or what the fuck ever like now yeah. it's just like oh, i like this game. i mean it's fun it's funny like I, I can still like vividly recall depending on which house we were going to dictated what game the group of like four or more boys my my same age were going to stay up literally all night and play until the sun would come back up like, if it was at one kid's house, it was going to be Halo, and we get all the TVs together, and we've got, like, eight people, and it, everyone's split screen, and, and, you know, someone's got his Xbox back over, and it's amazing. And then on the other side, it was, oh, we're all going to play uh, Melee, uh, Smash Brothers. So it was, like, just those two games were, like, like, what dictated being a teenager, and then some of us were, like, wait, I don't know. Our voices got deeper, and we got into girls, and, it, and then things changed, but that was okay. And then I went back to college, and then I was like, nope, right back to Halo and Smash Brothers. That's exactly what college was. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm playing land games. Except now you're drinking while you do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like blitz drunk. And I was like, I I actually remember, even though I was drunk, like I can remember coming back from like going to a bar and like trying to awkwardly sneak in and, and getting drunk underage. And coming back, and people were set up. It's like two a.m. and they're set up in like the common area, playing Super Smash Brothers Melee. And I'm like, oh, I love this game. I I remember this. Like people play this. This is awesome. And I sit down and and, and like playing, 
And I don't know what happened. It's like I sat down and I instantly sobered up and just sort of whooping ass with, with Captain Falcon and just delivering that knee, that, that justice knee. And then I puked everywhere. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, my, but, uh, my, my RA was a good guy. He, <laughs> he, I didn't get in trouble. But uh, otherwise, though, I had a good time playing it, uh, playing through it. And uh, it's good. It's, it's good. Are you going to play any more Halo? Are you going to play Firefight with me? Maybe I, I still have to buy the collection. Oh, yeah. We played a little bit of uh, Reach Firefight, too. I forgot about yeah. that. That was fun, too. Yeah. Um, I played, uh, I got this game that was on sale on the Switch store on my wish list. It's a Horizon Chase Turbo, <laughs> which is, uh, it's like a arcade. Yeah, it's like a spiritual kind of successor to Outrun, like, Virtua Racing-ish a little bit. Because it's not really like Outrun where you just keep going on a path and you like go left or right and take a course. Hmm. Uh, it's got like races with laps in it. The graphics kind of remind you of like older 3D. They don't look like polygonal. Like the cars don't look polygonal, but some of the stuff in the stages do. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's like a mixture of that. But it's fun. It controls like an arcade game would would have. Uh, sometimes people don't get that feel down, that kind of loose steering. It's uh, some people it, th- it throws some people off, but I feel right at home with that kind of thing. Uh, it's pretty fun, but and I can, what's what's kind of cool is like when you, there's a bunch of famous cars in the game, but they, they of course don't call them what they are. <laughs> and, uh, I saw uh, the DeLoreans in it, but it's like one of the like you have to do a bunch of shit in the game to even be able to get it. And uh, there's a Lancia Stratos and I'm like, yes, there it is. That's my car. And I have to win a bunch of fucking races to be able to even get it. <laughs> so it's it's a kind of like GTA when they make up their own uh, names for like Mustangs and shit. Yeah. Like what, whatever they called the challenger, the gauntlet lol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they threw I, down the gauntlet. They challenged. <laughs> yeah, they called the Mustang the Stallion. So we see what you're doing, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a cool, it's a neat little game. I got it. It was on sale for uh, I think five bucks uh, right now. Uh, and I got my analog dock in. Uh, I ordered it to help round out my analog pocket setup. And I tried it out, and it's pretty cool. Uh, there's not a lot of features to it. It's pretty bare bones in terms of like its functionality it's it's literally what it does you can play your all your shit through the analog pocket on the dock on a tv yes uh and that's cool uh you, it works with 8-bit dough controllers you can sync them up to it uh it's got usb ports most usb controllers will work with it Ow. so there you go uh what else did i do uh, stuff. I'm reading Deathstroke: The Terminator Volume One. Oh uh, shit! Okay. Nice. <laughs> he had they they finally gave Slade his own series in like the early '90s. I don't think he ever had one up to that point. Mm. Uh, and it's pretty cool because it's just like it's just like super powered spy comic shit is like is what it is. Like he he's a mercenary and stuff. He's not really like a spy, but there's like a lot of intrigue and stuff going on. Is he doing like good guy shit or what's the story? He's like middle of the road. I mean, like he's just like. I mean, a, I know he's, he's, just... he's a bad guy, but is he an anti hero in his own story? He's a tweener. Or... 
he's kind of an anti-hero in his own story. He's a tweener. Like, you know, like, uh, he was doing a job for like this South American government to like bust this guy out of prison who was like a revolutionary or whatever. And then like the gu- like they're trying to kill him or somebody's trying to kill him after they got him out. And it, it just pissed him off personally. Like it just, his moral code, it bothered him. <laughs> yes. He has a moral code. Uh, and, uh, he just wanted to investigate it further. And, uh, it turned out like the guy, the guy's best friend was setting him up to kill him and, and not bring peace to the region. So he could continue to sell arms to both sides, the guerrillas and the government. So he, he, he like ferreted out like a really big issue there. Just, there you go. He did, he did it. You could argue that was a good guy thing, but, uh, uh, the second one, I'm not finished with this yet, but it's like a callback to, uh, I guess his son Grant was a bad guy mm-hmm. and he like died. His name was like uh, Ravager. And I don't know. It's like they gave him super soldier serum. That was so super. It caused him to like fucking die. Basically. <laughs> it's like, it's like he was so super. He, he, he burned himself out and became like a husk. It looked like he became like you know, like when the guy drinks from the wrong grail, that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like he, his costume got all saggy and shit and he was like holding his son and he was like a fucking skeleton almost. <laughs> so, but, uh, it looks like his son may have come back and is getting revenge on him and his friends and his associates. <laughs> so that's where I'm at so far. It's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Marv Wolfman, I think wrote a lot of the new teen Titans stuff which that's known as a good book. Uh, I watched uh, Wrestlers, episode one. It's like a new documentary kind of thing on Netflix. Okay. Uh, where they're showing OVW <laughs> under the ownership of Al Snow, or formerly, because uh, now these local politicians and businessmen invested in the company and basically bought it to save it because Al Snow was losing money in OVW. Uh, and it's just about them, I guess, needing to make a profit before like the series is over. But it's kind of interesting because if you know anything about OVW, you know, like that was WWE's most successful training camp facility up into up until they did the NXT thing. I mean, it, it is where the master class came from, right? It's uh, the class, uh, the big epic class of Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Randy, Randy Orton, Batista. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was your and Shelton Benjamin who who gets like that doesn't get like shoved in there right like he he was in there too but those are the big four that stick other, out. other notable people came from there too like Dolph Ziggler and like uh, Beth mm-hmm. Phoenix and stuff. Oh yeah, Both. no, it was a prominent training ground. Victoria, uh, is this still based uh, in Louisville? Yeah, it's still in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny though because like Danny Davis, who was the guy that that owned it and operated it back then. Uh, they don't even really interview him that much, but he's just barely in it a little bit. He's in it, but Jim Cornette's not in it at all, which is like a notice noticeable omission. <laughs> and it's hmm. mostly because he just doesn't want anything to do with any kind of shit like that anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of interesting. I might keep watching it because you get more invested into like, these people like their fucking story and shit while they're there. It's like, it's kind of following some of the wrestlers that work there right now, along with like this story of like, are they going to be able to turn a profit or not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
That's interesting. Um, yeah, I have a friend that my the friend that I had that I went to Royal Rumble with in Texas, and then like we've been to a couple AEW shows together. Um, he lives in Louisville, like that's where he's at. He's been to some OVW shows, and he, uh, I didn't realize they were doing a thing about it. And it's it's probably been a few years he's talked about it, but he he said he's been to some stuff that's pretty decent, uh, and he's pretty forgiving as far as like watching some like indie stuff. But he he said he's watched some real schlock there, so it's it's been pretty rough. So uh, yeah, but I, I mean that's kind of what you get, right? It's kind of schlocky. Uh, Al Snow seems to be more like an old school minded guy a little bit, at least in terms of like the in ring action. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good, but uh, yeah, I'll see where it goes. I guess uh, it's it's interesting enough. Apparently, it's the number one show on Netflix right now. <laughs> oh, that's uh, interesting. Also, well, that's, that's how they're going to pay for it. They got Netflix to, to do, <laughs> do a documentary. <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah, I also watched uh, another. I started watching. I didn't finish it yet. Uh, another. I finished a video game uh, YouTube video about Dino Crisis. I finished the Dino Crisis one part, which was pretty cool. Uh, cause it's that game gets it's weird because like I feel like it's gotten more popular over the years than what it like that was a pretty successful game when it initially came out, but it kind of feels like it just came and went. And like I don't know, it's like it didn't really stick necessarily. Of course, that whole series is weird because it's like no two games are the same, they have almost no similar traits other than the name of them only dino christ one and two share like the most similarities between them yeah i finished the video it's the game that did the castlevania retro right yep yeah i think he has one on parasite eve that i really wanted to watch yeah i'm gonna watch that one too i, like I subscribed this dude's channel after i watched it i'm like this guy's awesome <laughs> yeah i did too and I, there's a couple i've marked like i think we talked on the last episode I, he had a new one on vagrant story that i had marked and then uh that other, uh, the other one was a Parasite Eve that I really wanted to check out. Dino Crisis sounds good. God, I fucking, I, I wanted to love that. I mean, I did love that game, but I, it was hard as fuck. It's very difficult. It's, it's, and Mikami made it harder on purpose. He made it a more mm-hmm. difficult game because, uh, I don't know, he felt like it needed to be, I guess. <laughs> I, I almost thought it was like a revenge for like zombies being like the stereotypical, like, I'm going to be really slow and deliberate. And he was like, no, fuck this Raptors. Rah! Yeah, well, I I think that was really kind of his mindset because he was like, you know, dinosaurs yeah. would probably be hard as fuck to kill if they were real. So <laughs> guess, that's imagine, pretty much. Imagine what, if they what put a bunch of hunters fucking throughout the whole game. There you go. But, yeah, honestly, that's a pretty good comparison. It's like instead oh. of like zombies, it's just hunters. Like, <laughs> you, you know what? I okay. Hear me out. Everybody always wants like the Dino Crisis remake. Fuck yes. that. You know, okay, I, that'd be great. RE9 crossover. Dinosaurs were like brought back, but somehow they got the T virus. They brought back and then they killed him and then they brought him back. And then they <laughs> brought him back. They were reanimated. They, they were reanimated zombie. and with the fucking zombie fucking dinosaurs. I just Let's it, go. That's what I want. Like, you kill it and you're like, oh man, I killed it, and then fucking two heads sprout out, and then it, it's like twice as fast. You're like, Fuck! Then you're fighting Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. <laughs> but, but seriously, Capcom, do, do Dino Crisis. Yes, not fucking Xenomorphs <laughs> or whatever the fuck came out. Uh, yeah, whatever that game was that nobody cared about. Mm. <laughs> uh, I also watched a Dragon Ball Z video Chaz linked. I think he's probably going to talk about it more. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was cool, and I'm like, oh, I'll watch the rest of these videos. And then that, that, I, I'll... 
I'll say nothing else about it. Uh, that's everything I did. All right, Chaz, you're up. All right, I don't have tons. That's why I was living vicariously through you guys' video games and things because I've mostly been studying. I, my life's been kind of a little bit crazy. I'm officially unemployed. It's great. Uh, and uh, I've probably done like 100 hours of of study content over the last like week and a half. And it's been absolute ass. But I did do a few things. I've played no video, no video games, so it's weird. Um, MK1 uh, was supposed to arrive Friday. And Target messaged me at 4 a.m. and said, you know what? We didn't send it. Probably won't get there till like October. Uh, we'll let what? you know. But... Yeah, I, I made a couple phone calls. I was like, "Fuck that noise!" And because uh, I'm actually supposed to help on Friday organize the first uh, event at my my former local uh, for uh, Friday Night Fights. We want to do a debut of MK1, and they need to set up and need someone to help uh, organize it. And I'm I plan on going. Well, I don't have the fucking game. Uh, it's kind of a problem, but it's supposed to be delivered Did tomorrow. You have it digitally? No, I remember I had the issue where I got it, but then I actually had a physical copy of the collector's edition. Like, I'm, like, that's the thing. I'm not just getting the. I'm getting the big one. Like, I should have all the cool shit with it and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm waiting for that to be delivered tomorrow. That's when it's supposed to be here. So, um, so yeah, hopefully that'll come without a hitch. And uh, I'm excited to see what stuff it comes with. I like and that then, you're, you're, you're doing 100 hours of studying and you can't play games. And the universe is like, okay, buddy, I'm going to hold that game back and help you study. You're like, fuck you, universe. Give me my game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no. Like, I will, I will decide my own fate. I, I, I will play the not study game. But, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, I, I mean, I, I, I intend on trying to really avoid jumping into too much else. I, I'm, I, what limited time I have, I'm prioritizing to, to other, other things, uh, which I'll get to. Um, of course, I'm still watching Bleach as it comes out. I, I can't remember it all. And I, I can just stop bringing it up because it's just like one episode per week as they keep slowly grinding this out. But did any of you guys ever watch that anime or, or read any of that, that manga at all? I watched Bleach when it was on Toonami slash Adult Swim. And it was always just kind of there. Like it was like, oh, I got to get through Bleach to watch the anime I care about. And it's not that it's bad. It's just it was another shonen style anime. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just hit me at the wrong point in my life. I was just like, I can get some more of this shit. Yeah, what's weird is I saw it once back then, and but like I, I it was like right in the middle of stuff, and then I was able to binge watch it like one weekend, hanging out with a girl when I was in college, and I don't what? know how that was. Yeah, I know, right? I, I'm get into <laughs> that. This is before before I I met you know the love of my life and got married, but yeah, spend like a, a weekend just hanging out with a, a like emo ish anime girl and. Uh, and we watched a shit ton of that, and I I, I kind of got enveloped from there. And of course, like you, when you can binge watch stuff, it makes it so much better. But one of the characters, I don't know if you guys know who Kampachi Zaraki is. Does that name sound familiar at all? Is that the so guy that has the eye patch and the spiky fucking hair? That's yes. the that's my dude. No, my mine too. He's my favorite character in the show, and you know, like the whole thing is like he's all about the thrill of the fight. Like he doesn't know the name of his boy because he just fucking took it from someone he killed. And yes. he's the strongest pure fighter, and he wears the, his hairs and spikes because he has bells on it. It's to give them the advantage to hear him because fighting someone without giving them a handicap is not a challenge enough. Like he is like the definition of get good. It's fucking great. Well, they're so far like they're finishing this final part of the series, and like. Where they're at in this story is that 
the person that like was intended to be like reanimated a thousand years ago for the Quincy's has come back and like he's got all these people that are trying to kill them and like a bunch of people have died. Like they start right off the gates and they killed a bunch of big people. And Zaraki's like one of the saviors, or has to be because they know he's the strongest. So they send him to like in a way to like find himself and basically someone puts him in a room and he keeps getting ki- basically killed or put to the brink of death and brought back to life as he's fighting until he can remember his innate like murderous instinct. And then not only does that happen and he finally like hits that power up to like, you know, catch up or whatever. This is bleach. Yeah. But he finds out the name of his Zanpakuto and he finally learns his Shikai and I guess he would learn his Bankai. But the episode I just watched, he fights someone who literally his power is to control reality. Like whatever he thinks of as fantasy comes to life say if he wants to like he for instance in the episode he makes someone's bones made of cookies and their arm falls and crumbles and they literally just can't move because he turned their like it's that ridiculous right zaraki shows up and is just like so confident and like i can cut through anything like does not give a fuck about this guy's stuff and just fucks him up and he's like you're a monster and he's like yep i'm so intimidating that i made you think of me as a monster that you couldn't beat and then he ends up, like, as a failsafe, <laughs> trying to destroy everything with a meteorite that's, like, the size of the moon. Like, so it's, like, Zelda, the moon's coming down. And Zoraki finally unveils his, his uh, Zanpakuto's name and actually turns it into this massive fucking axe. And he cuts the meteorite in half. It was fucking crazy. It was cool. I know I'm spoiling the episode, but I don't care. It's, like, the coolest thing I've seen in the show so far. That's why I'm watching it. It's a fan service episode. I want to um, get the manga. Oh yeah, I I get the story is like in moments it hits, but it's very it's Andy hit it on the head. Like it's it's just it was another one, right? Like I, think, I don't think it really stands out too much in certain just, ways. It was but, it seemed like more power levels and crazy powers, and you know that can be good. It's just you know it's it's the same reason I never even tried to watch My Hero Academia. The same reason I never tried to really watch. Like, oh, I can't remember the other ones. So there's, there's been a bunch, and people are like, "Oh, yeah. these are good. These are really popular." It's, it's fine. I'm, well, that's I'm good. good. Yeah, I'm good. Right. Well, and that's <laughs> the thing is like my hero. Like I feel that way about it totally, and like I think it's like uh, watching it now is the chore. I want to finish it. Um, I didn't feel that way with Naruto. Like there's actually something to Naruto that I, I thought was good. Bleach is in the same way. Like there is some neat stuff with like uh, them, like referencing like the way of the samurai. Like that's part of some of the stuff that's in there. And they do some really cool stuff with their backstories when they cover uh, backstories of certain characters. But like Ichigo's characters clearly to be like this person that is like not the chosen one, but is the chosen one and does all this nonsensical, like I'm going to power up. And each time I fail, I'm going to power up anyway. So it's ridiculous. But Zoraki's character is half the reason I'm watching the show because it's just so fucking cool that he's just been like the way his character has been treated the whole time. So it's kind of cool. But um, For, I used to watch oh, that show too, but like my thing was like, uh, like when it first came on, I was watching it. It was like, this show is pretty cool. And it got to like that first arc where they go to the, the fucking, the, Afterlife, whatever they fucking called it, I don't, I don't know. Oh, the Soul Society, say the Soul Society, where they, they kidnapped Ruki or whatever, and it mm-hmm. like to me, and it, it was all the the big long white 
that's when I stopped watching. I was like, fuck's sake. All this is is I'm strong. I'm also strong. Fight for three episodes. Now I'm they were, strong. And I'm also they, I was, Jesus Christ. They were dragging it out too long. Because I, um, I watched like 40-some episodes of that, and it was still not over. I'm like, god damn. What are you going to like? You guys are going to hate me. But you just brought that up. Isn't that what Dragon Ball Z is all about? I'm That's powerful. what I was about to say. That, even even Naruto and Dragon Ball and other stuff, when that when that kind of nonsense is going on, there's some context that makes it more interesting. There's cutaways. The setting is more interesting to look at. Yeah. Like it's That's just, a, it was that, just like it was like vanilla ice cream and you put like two sprinkles on it. Like, it's like a noted weakness of the, the guy, the artist that did bleach. And I don't know if it was like a deadline thing. Or if he just like really sucks at it, but the backgrounds are always just nonsense in Bleach. It's just like mm-hmm. columns. There's like they're in it. No, I, my sister started watching it again, and I'd, I'd come home from work and see her watching it, and I'd be like, "Oh, you're watching Bleach again?" And I'd sit there and just like kind of like decompress from getting home from work a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Man, all these backgrounds are—they're always in like a desert, or they're like fighting in some room with columns, and there's just featureless walls." And she's like. Yeah, it's got something to do with the artist or something. I'm like, I never really noticed that about it before, but I guess that's a thing. The other thing was I noticed this time watching like random episodes is they spend too much time explaining abilities or like how something works. They they do yeah. the, the guy over explains too much. They 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 go into some some exposition. It's weird, and that's what's so strange about it. It's almost perfect for me to to watch through. Like I only recently finished all of of the original series of bleach like when since i've joined you guys i think i did it like last year or something and like random reruns and stuff and segments will come back on and i'll I'll watch um but i'm mainly just watching the the new arcs that they kind of tied up to finish the series but they're like very specific set episodes that are brilliant in terms of what they cover and it's like man if you just didn't do all the other exposition during a battle and have someone explain it or just let it be as what it is, uh, it would it would be so much better. And actually, I will say, I, I don't know if she's just been watching reruns. I'm assuming so. But yeah, reruns. The new, the new episodes, the art, the animation looks so much better. It like it's it's brilliant in terms of how it pops. Uh, even against like those environments where like the walls and stuff are bland, like it, it's they fixed it. Like it it's actually really good. The other thing that is nice is that they're not explaining so much. Like they're letting some things happen, and like just very many brief snippet, but they don't have to go into stuff. Like they it just let it happen. It literally would be like if you know how when Krillin, you're watching Dragon Ball Z. Did Krillin come up with the Kienzon and Dragon Ball? I never got that far. Or was that something he just threw out in Z? You know the disc. Oh, the destruction! Like yeah, yeah, a tournament of power. He came up with it. Yeah, well, the the Kianzon was no. I think it was in Z. I, I don't think it was in. I don't think. I think it he was, just randomly pulled it out in Z. Uh, but yeah, like he, the first it, time he did it was in uh, was in Namek. He uh, pretty sure he did it in Namek, and then because the whole big thing was that Frieza saw it. No, he did it. No, in he Saiyan does it Saga. during the Saiyan Saga. Oh no, you're right because I think Vegeta does it at some point too. Uh, but, and then there's uh, <laughs> and then of course Frieza. Frieza copies it when he does it there because he tries to kill Frieza that way. That's that's the big it, thing I remember. It'd but. be like if Krillin is like, I can use my Kienzon to cut his tail, and then it cuts away, and there's a whole episode explaining like about how Krillin learned the Kienzon and like all that shit. That's what Bleach does. Yeah. <laughs> Just, we don't need to know how Krillin 
the backstory of how Krillin came up with the fucking the key disc. We don't need to know that. Well, we need to... it's it's the, it's and it's funny. Like a sword, it's like a double edged sword. So one of the, the sets of episodes, it's in the Aronkar series right now. Before they're about to go, and Ikaku, the bald guy, that's that's like he's strong enough to be a captain, but he doesn't want to do that because he wants to follow Zoraki. Like Zoraki, like challenged him, and he was an outlaw, and Zoraki beat his ass, and he like vowed to at first to get revenge, so he joined the Soul Society and went through all those ranks just to get to him so he could fight him again and try to kill him. But then he was like, you know what? No, I I respect him enough now. I'm spending the rest of my life following this man and I'll fight behind him until I die. And that's his whole yeah. thing. But he has, he has a Bankai and that's the whole thing. Like they need captains because half the captains left that whole Eisen thing. So they want him to go and he's like, I refuse to do it. But they, that whole backstory episode only happens because he, he's about to die and he has to reveal his Bankai to survive. And his Bankai is really cool. Like that episode is one of my favorite episodes from the original series. And like that exposition, I'm fine with because that backstory was cool because it gave extra element to his character. Like you said, like I don't need I don't need you to spend 30 minutes to like go in detail and explain one specific facet of your abilities. I don't need all that. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's silly, but no, it's 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 fine. Uh, but yeah, the new the new series has been like uh, the season they're doing has, has been really good. The music's been really good too. I've enjoyed that. Uh, um. It's 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 great. Uh, and like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Like, I mean, and you guys tell me. I can be. I, I know I did the, the spoiler stuff for the, what I cared about because I popped on it when I watched it. But I, I mean, I can spoil some of it. But like, like I said, a bunch of like really like key characters have died at the like pretty early into the the episodes, and it was kind of like to be like a no one is safe. Like this is like setting up how threatening the enemy and stuff is, um, which was kind of neat. But, uh, like, Rukia, well, the last episode, she had to fight someone and show her Bankai. And her Bankai is really fucking cool. Um, like, visually, the way they did it was cool. It ties into, like, how they fixed the visuals. Um, like, the, the visual of hers was just, like, awesome. Um, she basically turns everything into ice, and she becomes, like, the, like an embodiment of ice, like an ice queen. But it's actively killing her tissue as it happens so she can only have it long enough to like free but she has full control of temperature around her at will so she can kill someone to make them absolute zero but she also is killing her own tissue she has to do it quickly it's, it's kind of a cool thing but uh i don't know i'll stop nerding out about it uh so moving on to other anime stuff because we're talking about it team four star finished dbza well finished dbz more more yeah. They finished it. They finished it. I mean, they, they, they might do more, but in terms of like what's there, it, it's it's done. I love so it, I, but it makes me mad at the same time. Why is that, guys? Because it's a tease. It's like a tease. It's like bullshit. Oh sure. <laughs> Actually, I really love the. Uh, so I watched the the part, and then I laughed my ass off because there's so many. They do callbacks to old episodes uh, with like the ghosts. The ghost thing with Nappa, mate, Vegeta, ah! Like, I, I laughed really fucking hard during that. Uh, the the very end, though, is so funny, because it's that time skip where they skipped him years, and then they're, like, going to the tournament where he's going to meet the reincarnation of Boo. And, mm. yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, did you guys kill Frieza? I mean, we hated when he turned black. And then <laughs> Goku's like, I remember when I was black? That was wild. <laughs> 
I laughed so fucking hard. And then I found, and then I found the video of trucks being racist for thirty-two seconds, and that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's the uh, oh my goodness, the the whole thing was oh, great. But uh, but they do that tie-in about how like they just like trash all of Super, and he's like, "You guys remember Jaren?" And everyone's dead silent. And then <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we probably took care of Frieza." We don't have to worry about it. And then the one guy's like, my village is going to die. They're starving now. And he's like, yep, I'll just take you now. We're going to train My mother you. hasn't eaten in three days. <laughs> just, <laughs> but uh, I went back and I just watched all of it together. Like, and someone's actually done a couple of compilations to like, try to like bring it together. Although one of them was like the quality wasn't great. So I, I need to find something that, that like perfectly brings them all together in one thing. And you can just sit down they, in one sitting and watch them all. They, they officially released, released the compilation, one. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Okay, cool. Because that's what I could. Oh, I watched. Yet. It. I, yeah, that's I, watched I watched a few of them, one off here and there, and then they said, "Hey, we're going to do a compilation at the end of this." I said, "I'm just going to wait. I'm going to stop watching the piece. I'll just wait." Okay, so that, that's what I need to uh, go ahead and watch. I'm interested to get. It, they're so fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, very quotable. I, I love the the Majin Vegeta. He that's adequate time for a hug. Hug time's over. And then he like looks at Piccolo and he's like, do you think I'll see him? He's like, you mean in he- you, heaven? Huh? And he, like, <laughs> he's like laughing about it because Vegeta just killed all these people. I don't know. Like, there, there was so much about uh, what they covered. It was so funny. But um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, I Again, I've watched a ton of medical lectures. Uh, so we don't have to get into that detail. Um, we already oh, covered really? the I mean, I don't think you guys want to. I will say that the material I'm using. So I went to that board review, which I mean, that was a, its own thing. So now I've watched like two like week long series like that between the one there, which I hallucinated through half of because of COVID. <laughs> but this other one was like a series of, like instead of it all being in one sit down setting, like it was like a series of like podcast lectures. And it was these these guys that brought people in, but they were they were pretty chill. Like they had a lot of good sense of humor and stuff. It made it a lot easier to remember certain things because they the way they went over it. So um, I enjoyed that. DMT, uh, man, DMT. The DMT. They, they get the DMT uh, quite, but it wasn't it wasn't quite that level. Maybe if Joe Rogan did a medical school uh, or a uh, a board review you know, like, uh, for me. We had shrooms and cut somebody open. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Joe Rogan. It, like, I, mid- yeah, I, it's a, that's the plot to reanimator four. Is what that is. <laughs> I wish. Um, so I did do some card game stuff. Uh, it turned out there actually is a, a, a couple of, uh, or there are a couple of, uh, local card shops. um, one is like 30 minutes away, and apparently they are like really into competitive magic, which is kind of funny. Um, they don't do any Pokemon, so but I, I'm not switching. But they, they are doing Orkana. They're actually holding, they're actually a part of the circuit that's going to be doing the national, like, like high level Orkana tournaments. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I went and just like I went there for a couple hours and played in their like local event and and had fun uh it wasn't really like a ranking like they just you played and everybody got like little promo cards but it, it was fine uh mostly because half the people don't have cards because orkana you can't find it because scalping and all that nonsense but in a week and a half they're gonna have a tournament they're gonna have a one thousand dollar event there and i don't know who's gonna go or who even has the cards to play this guy has cards because I'm impulsive. So, uh, and they're not going to let you use proxies there. So I'm going to show up with my, my like $800 princess deck and whoop ass. But, uh, 
it's it, listen it sounds funny but like apparently they were like you know what we should just make all the princesses broken and and make make lilo and stitch really good too and that'll just be really funny um so that's that's the thing we're doing but uh i don't know the game's really fun um so then i also went to a pokemon cup because i'm still trying to qualify for worlds and i'm grinding and i got second place in the cup but not after playing in the most infuriating finals of my life normally a, a game of pokemon you like actually the event itself it was best of one so you played one game in your round and that was it a lot of them will be like best of three oh, but there's football. a time playoffs <laughs> but but it's but, uh when you're doing um the rounds and best of three like there's a time limit like so best of one you have 30 minutes to play your game best of three you have an hour so you have 60 minutes to play three games right well the way this tournament was is that it was a, it was swiss rounds for the people that were there they were like it was capped at like 40 or 50 people and we played our, our rounds out and i went undefeated in uh my like in the main event or the or the main like rounds and stuff first and then like drew back into the the top eight um but when you do the top eight and it's a single elimination they went to best of three uh so you gotta wait on other people to play it can take a while so my i'm playing a really fast deck like i actually won a, a match on turn one was pretty happy about that uh so um because it's quick like you can go pee you don't have to sit there forever well my finals took two hours because the person oh. I played just took fucking forever and it's a matchup that's just not great for me. And the one card that I teched to try to beat that person was in my prizes. So the RNG just got me in game three. And, and our, ga- our game three took almost an hour. Like he actually ran out of cards in his deck, but that was like the way he won. Oddly enough, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail on how that makes sense, but it, it does. But uh, But yeah. I ended up losing, but I got some points. I think I'm, I need 600 points to qualify and I have close to a hundred already. So it's not bad, but we got, we got some work to do. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know if I want to keep grinding it. Cause that, like that was miserable. Like I, like I had fun until the finals, the finals sucked. Like that was just awful, but yeah, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's that's really all I got going on. And now I'm just gonna I've already avoided like going back to Final Fantasy sixteen in, in lieu of studying. So now I gotta avoid playing Mortal Kombat or at least like going deep into it. I I need to find one person and learn enough like basic stuff about them that I can use them on Friday when I go to the event. I Who think you should I? get the Switch version and play it. Uh you're a monster. Uh <laughs> what uh what that said, what characters should I use what character and cameo should I go with? I was I was thinking about picking Rain, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I want to play. I want to play fucking Reptile. Oh man. Oh yeah, Reptile would be pretty sick. Babyface uh, Reptile is sick too. Something I'm about not, that. Yeah, the the way they've tied stuff in. Like I've learned some cool stuff too. The uh, like Havoc. Like, you know, like there, certain characters in the story are actually like altered because Liu Kang, you know, did the whole timey thing and made reality to his will or whatever. So like Scorpion is actually the former little brother Sub-Zero and like the current Sub-Zero is the original Sub-Zero that became Noob Sabot and all that. But uh, um, Havoc is not Havoc. Havoc is a character called Dairu, which I was in the, the Armageddon, like, or uh, that like generation of games and uh 
and in this way, he's like a freedom fighter. But like Havoc itself is like the embodiment of chaos. It's almost like uh, like how in like the DC world, like the Joker becomes like that symbol of chaos for like people to like revolt in some weird way. It's like he's like being that symbol, but he's actually a different person. But he's going under the label of Havoc because it's like the god they represent or something. I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by that. And then I saw I've seen like a couple of like spoilers for like fatalities. Um, Garrus, who is like the guy in MK11, is back. He's uh got the sand guy. He had he was the the time thug or the time the time goon. I don't know how to describe him, but uh he's back in the game. He has a really cool fatality where he like reaches through like a a portal and and then like pulls out like their head. I think it's I think it's what happens. Yeah, he pulls out like their like their head and like the part of the spine's attached to it. And he like hits them so hard in the jaw, it, like dislocates their jaw, and then a portal opens up behind them and it's his hand from before reaching to pull their head off. So it's a time loop where he just kills them infinitely. Um, and that's the fatality. It was kind of neat to see, but I guess online people were complaining cause it's bugged. So like, uh, there are like some bugs in the game that are funny and I guess that one's bugged and it does like weird, like he, he pulls the head, but then it does like the infinite stretch and it like fucks the game up. So there was some <laughs> funny complaints online of how Gearus broke time and they had to just restart their, their PlayStation. So, uh, I don't know. I, the game seems exciting. I'd like to sit in and actually play it a little bit, but again, I got to avoid those deep dives. So yeah. Anyway, we're gonna end it here, guys. Um, Post production dubs is gonna sign us off. Uh, so remember, under skin, watch that, and then come back and listen to us. So see you later. Peace. Wow, it's finally over. If you want to catch more of these freaks talking movies, make sure you go on the Twitters. I mean X now. Follow them on Twitter.com Big Trouble Net. You can also catch them on all podcast services, but you should visit them on iTunes and Spotify. And I guess you can give them a good review. Anyways, next episode, they will be talking about a sexy alien of the movie called Under the Skin. God rest our souls. <laughs>